episode 59, beginning with the end in mind with Dr. Ashley Hovez. This was the very first time I spoke with Ashley Hovez and got to know her story a little bit more. It was right after she did a Facebook Live video that probably I would like to say changed your life, right? Um, and from that point on, decided to interview her on the Dental Marketer podcast. A lot of you guys heard um, the beginning of her her journey on that podcast. And then from that point on, after this episode, this is when she was like begging me, Michael, you need to document me. <laughs> Just kidding. This is where I was like, hey, how cool would it be if I was really nosy in your life and I documented your journey every single week? Um, and man, lo and behold, that helped so many of you guys out. It put uh, it put her out of her comfort zone, but at the same time, it, it encouraged a lot of you. And I, I really appreciate this episode because um, you see the seed, you see the start, right, of how everything kind of came out to be and, and so much more. And hey, Ashley, if you're listening, do you remember Smile Bar? <laughs> I was listening to it and I was like, oh, snap, I forgot about that. But uh, you listened to how she, you know, wanted that name for her practice and then you guys followed her journey so you guys kind of know everything all the details and in between but I wanted to throw it back and introduce you guys to this episode show you guys this episode because a lot of you guys don't know where how everything kind of came out to be and this is where it all started from this episode so it's kind of um, nostalgic but at the same time it's interesting to see how far how far Dr. Hovis has come how far Ashley's gone um, now she's going to start her second practice and man, it's, it's only up from here. So guys, without further delay, here is episode 59, beginning with the end in mind with Dr. Ashley Hovis. from NYU in 2009. So this is my eighth year of practice. After NYU, I did a one-year residency at GPR in, um, in Philadelphia at, at Abington Memorial Hospital. All right. And then at this point, I wanted to see where has she worked in the past? Like, where did she start? What's, what's her experience as far as being an associate? What has she done? And so listen to what she has to say. Um, so I, I've actually had um, experiences working in, in a few different offices. Um, I started out on the East Coast. My first job was um, just outside of Philadelphia, and um, it was a very eye-opening experience. It was beautiful, and, you know, just from the looks of things, I thought that it was a, a great practice, and, and coming straight out of, out of dental school and residency, I... I just was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, excited to get started, and and I quickly learned that you know it's it's a different world out there. It's not not everyone 
has the same, I guess, goals. I'll mm-hmm. just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, I wanted to see if she could recall any or an experience that led her to say, yeah, I need more. You know what? I kind of I can't really do this my whole life is to be an associate work for somebody else. I have a bigger vision. And that that's a very, very common thing for a lot of dentists or uh, medical practitioners because, you know, you have that vision where you want to do more. You want to save more lives. So, you guys, let's, let's listen to what she has to say. Um, well, <clears throat> so being an associate in one particular practice, um, mm-hmm. we were wow. not supposed to see any of the new patients. It, the patients were filtered down from the, um, the owner dentist. Oh. And then so I would see a lot of patients in my schedule who – um, were treatment plan to have, um, you know, crowns and root canals and all this stuff. And, and then I'd look at the radiographs and I'd, I'd look visually and at most it could be a, a one surface filling. So, um, so it, it definitely got me thinking right away that, you know, this, this is not going to be a great fit for me. When you moved over here in California, you moved here because why? So I have an interesting journey. Um, my husband's at the same time that I was doing dental school, he was finishing up his medical school training. Um, so we, we moved around a lot. Um, he finished uh, medical school in Philadelphia, and then he matched for residency in California. So we moved over here, and then he did um, a, a pain fellowship in Los Angeles. So we moved there for a year. So my journey has always been kind of following him around, so to speak. And, and I always knew that I wanted my own practice. And, um, and I knew that there was something bigger for me at, at the, at the end of the day. And, and I'm just happy that we're finally back, um, near family in, and, um, in a place where, you know, we have support system to help raise with, uh, raise our boys. So, so now, now we're back in, in Northern California and I'm just, excited to finally put down roots. It's been a long time coming. I completely understand. And you know what? I think a lot of dentists kind of feel the same way where at the end of the day, there's something more. You know what I mean? There has to be something more than just kind of drill and fill, get a paycheck, and that's it. And then here is where I really wanted to get into the grit. And I wanted to know not when she decided to start Smile Bar, but I wanted to know when did the vision for Smile Bar start? All right. So last year, uh, when I when we moved down to Southern California for for my husband's fellowship, I knew we were only going to be there a short time, um, or short term. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, we were we were there for a year, and I had just given birth to my second son, Brady, who um, who at the time of our move he was three months old, and um, I I took that opportunity to have an extended maternity leave, and I knew that you know, what better time than now than for, for me to spend my, my home time or alone time with my, my boys. So, mm-hmm. um, during that, that year, I thought, oh my gosh, our home is going to be immaculate. I'm going to have dinner ready. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bond with my son. I had a, uh, my, my oldest is, uh, was two and a half at the time. And, um, and reality sunk in that, you know, I am not cut out to be a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> I really missed human interaction, yeah, and my boys yeah. were not napping at the same time. Oh, and man. and I, while I was so grateful for the opportunity to stay at home and take care of them, 
I was just itching to get back to work. And honestly, that is when I started listening to podcasts. I had never even heard of what a podcast was uh-huh. and listening to, um, to so many amazing speakers got me just motivated and excited for, for, for dentistry. And so I, um, I would work on my business plan while my boys hopefully napped. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just started looking at possibilities from there because I, I knew that practice ownership was always something that I wanted. But, um, you know, everyone says you shouldn't go the startup route. It's suicide. You have so many student loans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I looked into a lot of, of dental offices for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. you know, it, it, I never found the one that I was just completely excited about. So I thought, well, I can wait and wait and wait for a practice to get on the market that, that I actually want to purchase. Or I can just write my vision down and, and go from there. So, so I wrote my business plan. I think it's like 45 pages long. Oh, wow. And then, um, yeah, it, I put my heart and soul into it. And, and my, my thing is like, I always just wanted a social practice. Like when, whenever you think of going to the dentist, it's something that most people dread and they just, there's just so much fear and anxiety, um, in our profession. And, and for me, from what I've seen with my patients is, I know that when I walk into the room and it's the first time that they see me, they're, they're definitely surprised. Like I, I look young, I sound young and, and, mm-hmm. and I'm just happy that at the end of the visit, it completely changes the way that they think a dental experience should be. So, so I know, I, I mean, I, I just love people. That's, that's who I am. I talk to people at the grocery store, at the gas station and and I think that when you have a level of connection with your patients, mm-hmm. it can just erase a lot of that fear and anxiety. And and that's that's what drives me. That's what motivates me. And and I wanted I wanted that for my for my for my patients. So yeah. and that's where Smile Bar came to be. So I'm sorry, that was <laughs> I'm a talker. No, it's good. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but podcasting <laughs> that's all it is really is just talking, so it's good. <laughs> But so what podcast were you listening to before that like motivated you? Oh man, um the first one was um Howard Ferran's Downtown and then from there I was listening to um Gary Takis and and the Dentalpreneur and obviously yours and and the amazing Dr. Anissa Holmes with Delivering Wow mm-hmm. and um and Dr. Anissa Holmes actually her podcast spoke to me I think the loudest because um, I was getting ready one day and, and I, I love listening to podcasts while I'm just, you know, jumping out of the shower and, and her, with her being a female, female in this profession. And she was talking about, you know, I, I just had a vision of, of what my practice would be like. And it was, it was bigger, bigger than, Mm -hmm. than what I could, you know, imagine it could be. So I started listening to her and, and it just, it just struck a chord, like, especially being, a woman and, and having to balance when you're going to have kids and, and, you know, like, and so many people, um, to all the the women dentists out there, so many people say, you know, don't you want to stay at home? Like, don't you, aren't you thinking about your family? I encourage you if, if you have a dream of practice ownership, 
you owe it to yourself and your family to just follow your dreams. Because at the end of the day, if if your kids are proud of, of the person that you are and, and the ability to serve your community, it's all worth it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. Were you listening to any other podcasts besides like dental podcasts that motivated you? Or oh, no, yeah, just... yeah. Oh, my goodness. I was just. I was just on fire. I, I listened to John Lee Dumas yeah. uh, with Entrepre- Entrepreneur on Fire, Pat Flynn. Um, I, I love the School of Greatness mm-hmm. um, with Lewis Howes. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a big podcast junkie. <laughs> yeah, me too. I became, I became a big podcast junkie once I started doing it. And then, I don't know, like I told you, I really didn't know anybody else doing dental podcasting. So I thought I was like the only one. And then I started listening to everybody else. Uh, after like my 30th episode and then and then I, now I'm like more into like the comedy sometimes podcast or like S-Town oh, nice. like those you nice. know those are really or crime ones those are pretty like I was like man this oh is my god I started listening to Serial Serial oh amazing. yeah 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 I know yeah so I was like I, I want to come <laughs> up with something like that <laughs> I don't know maybe but so I like the fact that you also think like dentistry it needs to change obviously but in the sense like the vision or the how people view it how the general population views it there's there's no rules for that there's no i mean as long as you're hipaa compliant but other than that there's no rules for how you can market and advertise and like create your practice's vision which i think is amazing because like once you have your own practice like you do like you are available to market and advertise and create it exactly the way you want it and have people view it the way you want it if you do it right but exactly but people kind of exactly. go the other route they're like it's hard i'm just gonna try and discount everything and then they kind of i mean i feel like we know what to do but we don't know what to do like we know what to do but then we're like i don't know how to do it it's gonna go the easy way and right you know. right no absolutely absolutely yeah. and i think that you know there we are always going to be competing with you know, the big box corporate chain dental groups and, and the experience is what is going to set your services apart because patients, they don't know what a class two, you know, a filling is supposed to look like on Mm -hmm. a radiograph and, and, but they do know how you make them feel. And, and, and I think that's what, that's what, that's what sets us apart. That's what makes us special. It's, it's our ability to, to personalize each patient experience and, and allow them to know that, that we really care about, about their health and, and that we are, are doing our best and, and being honest about it. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, statistics show that there's enough population just in the United States alone that every dentist should have hundreds of new patients. So it doesn't really matter if there's a big spot, like, you know, the big corporations, like it doesn't, I mean, it, I know right now it feels like it matters, but like it doesn't really in the sense like let them have their corporations, right? There's still enough new patients out there. You know, there's still people from that right. practice who are right. probably not happy. There's there's enough as right. long as you're you're different. And like you say, your experience, like your experience is everything. Like people on Yelp don't write like the procedure and where do you think they I was excessively <laughs> bleeding on this, you know, number tooth in my back. Right, you know, right, right. Nobody writes that down. They write like, hey, your front office was a jerk. I was treated badly. And then. You know, so people yeah. write about that. People write about their experiences. Nobody really writes about the technical stuff. And that's what I, I feel like sometimes we focus on a lot. It's too much on the technical stuff. But I don't know. You got it. You got it. Anyways, let's go back to uh, <laughs> you, you, you discussed yeah, about your business exactly. plan. 
I kind of want to dive yeah. into that a little bit more. How does one start a business plan on that? Like, how did you start it? So my, one of my really good friends, his name is Forrest Follen. Check him out on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Sorry, shameless plug there. Um, <laughs> he okay. told me about <laughs> he told me about this uh, website called LivePlan.com, L-I-V-E Plan.com, and honestly, it was such an amazing resource. Um, it it walks you through. It holds your hand um, because honestly, when you're applying for um, for loans. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't even need a business plan, but the fact that I, I had one, it made three banks. Comp- uh, yeah, I applied to three, and and I and those three were were fighting for my business. <laughs> so it's a great way to lower your um, your interest rate and get the best terms possible. So LivePlan.com, check it out. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it tells yeah. you exactly what to think about, what to write about, and and you just go from there. Were one of the banks, by any chance, Wells Fargo? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? They're, they're emailing <laughs> me like a lot to see if they could be on the show. And I'm like, eh, eh. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, honestly, I so I ended up going with Wells Fargo, uh-huh. and their customer service has been amazing. So <laughs> if you're in Northern California, um, I, don't, I don't know how it is in, in other, other parts of the United States, but... Um, They've been amazing to work with. Yeah, I have them with my SBA side as well as my practice finance side since I did purchase the building that we're doing the startup in. Got it, got it. Good. That's good to know. Yeah, because I know they have like a specific program just for dentists now, right? Like exclusively right. just for dentists. So I thought that was pretty pretty right. cool. They gave me like the, the pamphlet or the paper, so I'm going to review that. But um, You yeah, can interview them. <laughs> yeah, I'll see, I'll see what it um what comes about with that but that's good to know about how you did the business plan because a lot of people i mean i know for me for example if i were to start a practice i kind of be a little bit lost like where do i start you know as far as the business plan so where did you where did you start so for anyone who has checked out my, my facebook page i am trying to create a dental office that has the look and feel of a wine bar and for anyone who knows me, I'm a huge foodie. I love food. I love wine. I love craft beer. And Sacramento is um, is such a great place for all of the above. And mm-hmm. we are nestled in between um, Napa Sonoma. And we also have um, vineyards outside of Lodi and Amador County. And we have an amazing craft brew scene. So when I came Paradise. up with my, my vision, I mean... Dentists, I feel like we we always think that we're just a solo practitioner, and and at the end of the day, we are a small business. And I am all about community. I I want small businesses to thrive. So when I thought of my business plan, I thought, well, how can I involve my community? And it just dawned on me, like, why can't I merge my love of food and wine with my love of dentistry? And, and that's what I'm, I'm, I'm doing. I'm going to be partnering with, um, with local wineries and, and local businesses mm-hmm. and host, um, after hours or yeah, after hours events where the community can come in, they can, you know, dine and they can drink wine and beer. And, and then we can talk about dentistry because if, if you get to know me and, and you have questions, about you know certain procedures or you're interested in more more information regarding implants or invisalign 
what better way to strike up a conversation when you don't have a patient napkin on and, and mm -hmm. you're not being sold something in the chair. So, so that's, um, that's my plan. Like I really, I really just want this to be a community space, a space where, you know, everyone, everyone can come in and, and have a good time and then we can do some dentistry too. The guy who invented, I don't know what it's called, but you know, we're like you paint and sip. You know what I'm talking about? Like oh, yeah, paint? yeah, yeah. Like yeah. My, yeah, okay, so, for the, example... The paint by numbers or whatever it's Yeah, called. yeah, yeah. I know one of them down here well, in Sugarland, Texas, or in Texas. Um, they invented it because he was just a, a painting studio, right? And he's like, I need to make more business, man. What what should we do? What should we do? You know, people are like, you know, oh, advertise to more art galleries. Advertise to, you know, host a free art thingy, whatever, right? Teach this. Go on Groupon. Right. And then one guy's like, hey, man, you like wine? partner it up paint and drink wine oh my god <laughs> blew yeah. up it blew up just that simple like just that's I mean, awesome you have to really like you're doing like think outside the box like it, they were thinking so much and like okay what other art stuff could we do to uh, go to museums you know go to art galleries go to sponsor shows but then one guy's just like hey man let's just let's just drink wine and and draw i mean it's pretty cool huh <laughs> and exactly happened i mean paint and sip now i think that's like I don't think his company, but I think like there's others just like that everywhere, right? You can't yeah, big. It's, it's becoming a thing. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Awesome. I did it too, and I don't really remember what I drew, but it was pretty fun. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, out of all the the, the you know, because you worked with a couple of dentists, what are some things you've learned that are fantastic, and some things that you would never want to do in your practice? Oh, okay, that's a good question. Um, you have to have systems in place. I I'm a dreamer and I'm not so much a practitioner, but I've learned throughout this process that you really have to systematize everything because consistency is everything. And I read um, the E-Myth um, by Michael Gerber and, yeah. and, you know, you can, you, you just have to have the same experience day in, day out. I mean, you can obviously customize that to, to what the patient wants, but but there has to be protocols so that you know that you're you're dotting your I's and you're checking your T's. Mm. Oh no, wait, dotting your I's and crossing your T's. <laughs> I don't know how you write T's. Um, so, I mean, it's okay, so, you know. I'm not gonna do anything. So, so definitely um, having systems, um, you know, checks and balances. And I know that in dentistry there is a lot of embezzlement that happens, and and you have to make sure that that you are monitoring. Um, you're monitoring where your where your cash goes, and you're not just leaving it to one person to to have that responsibility. Um, and the practice that I just left it was it was a, an amazing group practice. They had um, twelve operatories. There were five doctors at one point, and wow. and um, six six hygienists. So wow. you would think that a practice that size would just be chaos, but because of the implementation of these systems and protocols, it was a well-oiled machine. So um, it's definitely something that I would, I would love to have um, in the future. And, and other things that I, I have learned from, from other practices is, you know, like not, not caring about your expenses, not caring about your overhead, um, you know, not tracking and, and watching your KPIs and, and also not being a leader. If, if you don't know how to motivate and inspire your team, then you're not going to get 
a world class product. And and at the end of the day, it 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 boils down to to the owner of the practice, which mm-hmm. is which is us. Um, so I'm I'm definitely looking to to have a dream team where you know we can learn and grow and and we can do this together. So um, if you're in Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Actually, I actually know a really great company who can help you out with that. Probably can do it for free, actually. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah, but... Um, oh, better. <laughs> yeah. So, what made you then... Like, I don't... I'm, I'm not trying to put anybody on blast or anything like that, right? Besides your vision, what made you want to leave? Um, so not, not from the practice that I was just at, but mm-hmm. just overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that, one, commute time is is big for me. Um, being stuck in traffic when I would rather be hanging out with my family and my two little boys was, was, you know, a, a, a critical, mm-hmm. critical um, factor for me. Um, and also I was thinking about, you know, when my boys are in, in school, like, well, my, my oldest, he's in preschool, um, just, just half day, but I've already missed field trips and, um, and like school projects and and I think they had like a, a concert and I was at, at work and, and I oh. thought, well, you know, unless I am the owner of the practice, like I can't imagine just being able to have that flexibility, to have that freedom to say, you know what, let's reschedule this here and, and let's, you know, it's, you just don't have 100% autonomy as an associate, bottom line, you really don't because you know it's it's not your practice, it's not your vision. You're not um, you're not paying for the overhead. So, I and that's what I wanted for me. I wanted complete freedom to to say exactly what I wanted, to do exactly what I I wanted to do, and and I knew that in order for that to to finally happen, I just just had to make the decision, and and I did. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't any one thing. I would say it 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 just was a culmination of a lot of a lot of things and and this this vision of mine that was just too big to ignore mm-hmm. anymore. So and I had so many people who I mean my husband has been so supportive and and my friends and my family they've they've all just been you know like my cheerleaders in the background like for so long and and I had doubted myself I said you know it's we're in California we're not in a rural part of the country mm-hmm. like the dentist to population ratio isn't like 15,000 to one so <laughs> so why another startup but yeah but I, I just have this vision so so we'll see what happens yeah no <laughs> it's so important to keep that what you said about you know being with family and everything in mind because some people become like a slave to their own business you know what i mean like they they they, they're even worse off than working for somebody because for example they might have to work saturday sunday come in for emergencies you know do everything and um they can't really go back from that or they could but it takes even longer but if you kind of keep that uh vision in mind or the reason why in mind then i mean just build it build it like that because it's the exact same thing as should I discount my stuff and put an ad out there and right. let everybody know? And then, right. or should I not do it and just kind of roll with the punches for right now? But eventually, you know, people are going to start coming in for veneers. People are going to start coming in for cosmetic stuff, you know? And then you'll be known as that exclusive dentistry. Or you can be known as that one who's like, yeah, we'll wait for 
a discount. You know, that's how Macy's is failing. Right. Macy's, the red tag sale yes, like, totally yes. killed them. You know what I mean? Now everybody's just waiting for right. that red tag sale. Exactly. So, exactly. You don't want to do that. So right now, Ashley, what are you, what are you nervous about right now? Oh man, what am I not nervous about? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, right now it's, it's just, you know, like I made, I made this huge financial investment. I still have a ton of student debt. And, you know, will it fly? Like what Pat, Pat Flynn says, like, yeah. will, will your dreams actually become a reality? And, and starting from, from ground zero without having any patience, it's, it's nerve wracking. But, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, like, the word gets out that, you know, we're, we're trying to change the dental experience and, and we're making it something fun and something that, that can be a social event and something that you can actually get excited for. Mm-hmm. So, um, and now we're, we're waiting for the permits. So I'm also nervous about that <laughs> yeah. getting, getting going and, and I will be documenting the whole demolition and just going through this process. It's, it's, it's been a wild ride, but definitely worth it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So like right now, your biggest struggle right now, like for example, if you were to think about from when, before this interview to when you started, what has been your biggest struggle? Trying not to feel overwhelmed. Because right now I have things going left, right, sideways, upside down, and and I'm trying to balance being a mom and amazing. I have amazing um, uh, a parents-in-law. My my father-in-law, my mother-in-law live five minutes away, oh. so they've been able to watch my boys. And and my mom has been amazing too. My mom is an office manager in a dental practice in oh, in the okay. Bay Area, which is like two hours away. So. So she's been um, a great resource too. Um, but yeah, like really, really just not knowing what I need to do when I need to do it. Because I, I have, you know, I have so many things that I have to, to get through. Like I, I just cleaned out my, my paperwork in my office, which was like a four hour process of wow. all the loan documents. And I should have taken a picture of that because that was, that was pretty crazy, but mm-hmm. I, I would love if I had someone who just held my hand throughout this whole, whole, whole procedure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we—that's why you're listening to podcasts. Like, for example, John, Jonathan Van Horn, start your dental practice. That's a pretty good one for to know. Oh yes, know. yes, I, I listen to him. Yeah, yeah. amazing resource. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of struggles. So, what's the best piece of advice you have ever received? that can right now help my listeners either simplify or accelerate or maybe completely change their practice in a positive way? Um, the best piece of advice is just begin with the end in mind. Because if, if you have a vision of what you're trying to accomplish for yourself and your family, then all of the, you know, all of the stressful details that, that you have to, to go through are going to be worth it. And you have to know your why. Like I'm a huge Ted talk fan. Um, I love Simon Sinek. He Mm -hmm. makes me cry every time I listen to him. But like, if you know your why and, 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 and that fuels who you are and and what you're passionate about, then, then I would say start there and, and, and don't just dream about it. You have to be a practitioner. Like what, Gary V says, mm-hmm. see, I told you I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Um, there's clouds and dirt and you can be a dreamer, but you actually have to just write it down. That I think that's where 
the first step would be. Like for me, it was creating my business plan because I had all these thoughts in my head of, of what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it. Um, but if you don't write it down, if you don't put pen to paper, and I'm not talking about jotting it down on your iPhone. There's there's something just so real about just putting pen to paper and writing it down and reviewing it nightly and going through it and, and having a, a morning routine and, and just visualizing what, what, you know, the success is going to look like. I think, I think that would be my advice to anyone who, who wants to do something like this, something risky. It'll be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Like they say, the biggest risk you can take is not taking any risk at all. So I, I completely right. agree. This oh my process... So Michael, sorry, sorry to cut you off. I actually, so fun fact about me, I actually worked in the Folsom area um, for a pediatric dental group for four years. And um, oh my gosh, working with kids is amazing. And what really inspired my vision was we had so much fun, like laughing and dancing and singing for the kids at, at, at that office. Mm-hmm. But the, the parents would be the ones who say, you know, like, do you treat, do you treat adults? Like they were, <laughs> they were just genuinely interested in, in if they could be seen, which was amazing. So I'm hoping that if, if anyone's listening to this or um, that you guys can find me because I'm back in Folsom. Yeah, yeah, they will. They will. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it, Ashley. I mean, I know this was like a different type of outline or a different type of interview, but it's because like we're a lot of us are just genuinely interested in like what you're going through, the struggles, how we can help if we if we're listening. If anybody's listening and you've gone through the same struggles or you're going through it, talk to her, you know, see how we can help each other out. Yes, please. Um, yeah, that'd be amazing. This is not the last time you're going to hear from Ashley, too. We might. We're brainstorming on some things, so so we'll we'll get back to everybody. But um, yeah, Ashley, thank you so much for being with us today. It was a pleasure. But before we say goodbye, tell us where it is we can find you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for having me. I am living practically on Facebook these days. Um, my Facebook page is Smile Bar Dental. Um, S M I L E B A R Dental. Um, and you can shoot me a message there, or you can go over to my personal page, which is Ashley Hovez, A-S-H-L-E-Y-J-O-V-E-S. And I am currently working on the website, so that's why I don't have a website to, to drive you to. So, so like I said, this is all like we're, this is all happening in real time. So, mm-hmm. I hope you follow along. It's going to be one hell of a ride. <laughs>